2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 RBC Heritage, Bets, Weather, DraftKings Ownership, and of course, the viewer chat. If you have missed out on the chat, because you're watching this on demand after we've gone live. Just dump your questions into the comment section after you smash the like button. And I will get to those around 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday evening. Also, I'll have an email update coming out on Wednesday evening as well with a few more stats, a few more picks, everything like that. Uh, Just a bit more analysis that I'll get to as we get closer to the eventual tee-off time as the ownership projections will flatten themselves out and become a little bit more accurate. If you want the full ownership projections and all the stats and all the tools and all the simulations head to fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself that 20% off and maybe even someday you can get a cool hoodie from fantasy national like i have right now i got them in all colors except for the red that i want and i don't have that one yet and i'm working on it i'll talk to moose about it also pat mayo experience listeners league link is available in the description 15 dollars to play three max entry no rake. Best tournament on DraftKings. There is around 450 spots remaining. I'm guessing those will all be gone by this evening. So get in there right now if you don't have your spot. Let's get to. I uh, subscribe to the newsletter as well. You can find that in the description too. Bets for the week. Essentially, I took Colin morikawa at 20 to 1. I bet on C. Woo! Kim at 40 to 1 because I don't want to miss out, but you know, that's just me. Uh, but really, it's just Morikawa and a bunch of bombs. So I have Henley and Matt Wallace, both the, both with the top five each way, 80 to 1. CT Pan, Michael Thompson, 125. Doug Gim, Aaron Wise, 140. Patton Kazire, 175. And Camille Vajegas, 300 to 1. Those are all with the top 5 You know, just. Morikawa and some bombs uh, is the way that I'm playing it this week. I do want to save a live bullet or two maybe for Sunday morning because there's been a lot of comebacks at this event over the years, but trying to reduce my exposure this week coming off of the Masters, and I just I don't feel great about the top of the board outside of Morikawa. It's Morikawa and then like a cluster of six guys. And since so I can't bet all six guys. I'm just going to bet none of the other guys and just go with Morikawa and hope that ends up working out. Top 20 plays for the week, Kazire, Ben Martin, and Camilo Vajegas. 550, 650, and plus 700 first-round leaders. Snediger, Redman, Vigegas, Martin, and T-Dunks, Tyler Duncan. That's from 100 to 150 to 1, all with the top five each way. And then for the one and duns, I have Morikawa. I said burger on Monday show, but I had previously used burger. So Morikawa it is, who I thought I had already used but had not. See, whoo, Kim for Jeff and Tommy Fleetwood for Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust is closing in on... 10,000 Twitter followers, which is just outrageous to think about. But uh, let's get him there, and then we'll unfollow him and then drop him back. after he. Uh, the moment he celebrates his 10,000th 10, 10, follower, we can all unfollow, and then it will just be hilarious. So that's the way that we're playing it. The weather for Hilton Head at uh, the RBC Heritage for Town. I'm using the Bram's Point Slash Hilton Head Weather Tower on windfinder.com. It looks like there's going to be extreme gusts during Thursday's round, but the average wind miles per hour is pretty low. You'll have gusts up to 24 in the afternoon, going from like 10 constant to 24. We'll see how that ends up playing out. Again, best to check back as late as possible on the weather. Uh, Friday looks relatively calm. Looks like there's going to be rain in the forecast on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, pretty calm, to tell you the truth. Could be a soft course if everything gets pushed back. We've seen a lot of extreme weather at this course over the years, it being a coastal course. So, just you can focus on what's going to happen on Thursday maybe into early Friday, but after that, you know, like we saw with the Masters last week, we finally got that rain delay that happened very late on Saturday afternoon, then it continued to rain Uh, throughout the course of the rest of the round on Saturday, but that was really it, and there was rain projected, you know, overnight on Friday, and then into Saturday, and on to Sunday, it only happened the one time, so trying to project out too far forward with the weather is the way to do it. It does seem like there could be a little bit of a lean to the early wave on Thursday, although gusts go from, like, eight constant up to 18 miles per hour, so there's not really that big of a difference, uh, I have no recommendation for a tea time stack. I'm not playing any that way this week. So that's just what I'm seeing from the wind tower right now. DraftKings ownership for the week. Uh, it's looking like Webb Simpson, Abraham Answer, Charlie Hoffman, Corey Connor, See, Woo, Kim, are probably going to be your top end guys. It's going to be like Webb, Burger. Cantley Morikawa from the top. Dustin and Cam Smith appear to be the two coming in under owned. I'll bet you Dustin ends up getting there into double digits by the time this is over. Cantley coming in around like 15 to 18. No one's really backing off of Cantlay at this point, but Cam Smith does seem to be the one falling through the cracks at this course. Um, he's going to be sub 10% ownership, might be the only guy above $10,000 in that range. And then of the nines, uh, it appears like Fitzpatrick and then Answer at 8,900 are going going to be everyone's second and third or second and or third men into their lineups uh and then everyone else in the 10ks is pretty low you got like Na at the very bottom could generate 10% brian harman's going to be like 15 to 18% then everyone else is kind of like you know 10% max probably well below that then going down chris kirk is going to be very very highly owned as we'll see Wu and charlie hoffman well, it's Matthew Neesmith and Doug Gim could crack double digits, and that's really about it for the week in terms of ownership, all gravitating to around exactly the same places. If the chalk hits, then a lot of people are going to be feeling pretty good. If the chalk misses, we could be in a scenario where you see like a 3 4%, 6 of 6%. 6 so if you do want to pivot off the chalk, and you know, hopefully the chalk ends up busting, you could be in for a really nice week. Flew through that super quickly here for the Heritage. Let's get to the live chat. And jump to the very top. Remember, subscribe to Mayo Media Network right now on the YouTube page. Also, smash the like button for the episode. Leard via Hoffman and Kisner or English and Glover. Let's go with Hoffman and Kisner. Read an article about Kisser being pissed off about his performance recently and is putting in the extra work. Well, that's great for him. It's good to see that he's grinding so much on the PGA Tour to be good that you know he's putting in extra work to be good. This is a Kissner course. Uh, I'm not playing him this week because I haven't really seen the game there all that often, but... You know, we've seen Kuchar pop up at courses where he tends to play well, with this being one of them. Kisner's kind of done the same thing, so if he played really well at the Heritage, it wouldn't surprise me. This is a course that suits his skill set a lot better than a lot of different courses that are a bit longer. We've seen him losing a playoff to Jim Furyk at Heritage before, so you know, he's been a Pete Dye master over the years, so wouldn't be surprising in the slightest. Pat, you liking your guy Hubba Hubbard after the birth of his daughter? I think he's a good play in the low sixes. Don't mind him. Uh, I do worry about the state of his game right now if there's a little bit of ring rust on him after sending out for a little bit. But in the low sixes, I, I if we're going to go like the very low sixes, I prefer Tyler Duncan the most at $6,100, Ben Martin at $6,400, but I'd much prefer like Vizhagas and Kazire at 65 if you can get up to that level. Do you think the PGA will ever take full control of the majors, at very least the American ones? No, I don't um the the majors will run their own contests at that point uh they don't need the pga approval to do that pat how's it going show is amazing as it is every week thank you alex which one do you like better this week kisner or bezadenhout well i've been using bezadenhout in my lineups and i have not been using kisner so see bez it is two questions can you make any sense out of cam smith being low owned Sixth of my modeling over the last 12 my wife works on kiowa Morikawa was there Monday to Tuesday for media. Any concern he's stretched too thin? No. I think if he just shows up and plays like his normal self, as long as he hits some putts, he's going to be fine. The Cam Smith thing, I'm guessing it's all just a course history type deal and just surrounded by all of the other options who either have really good course history or really good course form coming in that would be my guess but like the recent form on Ken smith has been immaculate he hasn't finished worse than t17 in any of his past four starts uh, and that was against some pretty good fields. that's a wgc a players championship and a masters obviously i'm not including the match play in that and when i look at heritage over the year that's the only thing that i can think of is that he has progressively gotten worse every single year at Town. 15th in his debut in 2005 15 29th in 2017 32nd in 2018 miscut 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 the last two years. The putting has been spectacularly bad uh, over three of the past four years. And the year that he actually came t 15, he led the field in strokes game putting over 10 strokes. So I guess that's just what people are looking at right now. Um, obviously, he's a bit of a different player. He's on a new plane at the moment. So if he continues to hit the irons the way that he's been doing, we know that the short game is good. We've seen him you know, gain over 10 strokes putting at this course before. If you want to play the pivot onto Cam Smith, that's the route that I would go. I didn't take that route because I just use so much Morikawa, I used a bunch of Dustin Johnson, and I used a sprinkle of Patrick Cantlay, and I used no 9K guys this week. That's how I made my teams a bit contrarian, uh, just avoiding the 9K range altogether, then dropping down to Sergio and Billy Ho in the 8Ks. But if one of Morikawa, Dustin, or Cantlay missed the cut, fuck this week. So... But I'm fucked every week, so what's really the big deal? Uh, so I might as well just start playing my lives a bit more YOLO. Since I try to play them sensibly, that doesn't work. I might as well just kind of go crazy and see if that ends up working out for me at the RBC Heritage this week. Pat, hope is well. I'm torn between Paul Casey and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Who do you like more this week? I would go with Paul Casey over Fitzpatrick this week, but as I said, I'm not using anyone in the 9Ks, so take that for what it's worth. Griot or Kirk? Go with Kirk. Favorite old guy this week in outright betting, Poulter or Snedeker? I guess I would go Snedeker if forced to choose. Robbie Mine said, first time in the live chat box. Love this show, Pat. I love you, Robbie. You're the man. Smash the like. Hey, Pat, do you think something may be wrong with Patrick Cantley? He withdrew from WGC concession due to an upset stomach and dehydration has not made a cut since after being on fire. You can look at it one of two ways, one, he missed the cut at the players, had a bad go, missed the cut at the masters, had a bad go. Those are two of the strongest fields of the year. So if you just play marginally off from your regular game, then you're not going to be very good at those type of tournaments. At the match play, he didn't advance, but he was probably the best player. If you go look at the Strokes game data over the first three matches, he just, had, he lost one of the matches, then he lost in a sudden death playoff, and then all of a sudden he was gone. But Tita Green, he was absolutely dialed in that week, a Pete Dye course, mind you. Uh, and he came second at a Pete Dye course earlier this year I I can see the hesitation that you would want to have with Patrick Cantlay however I don't think it's really going to affect him that much he's played this tournament three times in his life he's never finished worse than seventh Uh, if he has a bad week this week then yeah maybe we can start looking to why he is super off but I'd give him a pass on all the other ones Chase Seifert, 201, the biggest bomb of all bombs. I got bigger bombs on my betting sheet. Don't give your head a shake, David McManus. You know, get some guts. I mean, you need to be playing like Jim Herman, 600 to one, or something like that. Von Taylor, worth a top 20. If you look at the law of averages, he's due for improvement. Or he could continue sucking. This is a very good point, Solomon. If you ever run statistical modeling, Von Taylor is a favorite of all projections of everything like that. And it worked out for the guy that did them at, where was it? At Pebble Beach that one year, and Von Taylor ended up winning and then you get sucked into him every single week. Then the putter sucks, or it's the one week where his driving is off. I'm off of him this week. I think you can always make a case for someone like Vaughn Taylor because when the approaches go well, he gets super dialed in. And these are the sorts of courses and the sort of events that he tends to do a lot better in rather than like the really lengthy places. But there really seems to be no rhyme or reason to where his results pop up. So I'm, I'm off. Matthew says, do you think Snediger is actually finding something or was Valero just a flash in the pan? I had Snediger in my building. I said I bet him first round leader. And when I ran my lineups, there were three guys that I ended up having to take shares off to and reducing them to zero to make everything make more sense. I didn't want to play one lineup with Snediger and then one lineup with Vajegas and then one lineup with Martin. Now, I like to play my guys. I played 20 lineups this week, and I like to have everyone that I play in at least three of those lineups. In order to make that work, so watch out for these guys to have a huge week, Snediger got dropped. Who were the other guys? Russell Knox got dropped and Shez Reavy got dropped. Those were the three guys that I had in my build that I just couldn't find enough lineups for. So I ended up taking them out because I wanted to be more overweight on Gim and Vijegas and Patton and Kazire. Uh, it's like I can either play like half the shares on those guys and move them to those three or just take away from those three and just go all in on those guys. That's what I decided to do. So watch out for them to have fantastic weeks here because i see it the same thing with snedeker it could revert back into nothing just like that um but at the same time if it keeps going we know that snedeker has won this event before plays well in the win if the putter gets going watch out pat love the newsletter not some generic piece it's very informative and a great read keep them coming thanks rick and you can subscribe to the newsletter in the description of this video and podcast if you like Also, smash the like button to the episode. FantasyNational.com slash mayo gets you 20% off if you want all the stats and all of the tools. Pat, good day, sir. Good day to you, Olivier, or Oliver, depending on where you're from. I guess Olivier would be spelled different. It would have an extra I in it. So I apologize, Oliver. I always seem to pick wrong between Burger and Web. Which would you lean this week? I lean Web. Uh, just this is such a Web course. It's also a Burger course. You could play both of them if you really wanted to. I didn't play any of them. I played Webb in that play only the good plays lineup that I did with Reed on the DraftKings show. But other than that, I have no other Web. Newer to Golf Show, loved watching your Friday night football stream with Javi and Kyle. For GPP, who do you like the most in the high sevens? Woo! Henley bobby mack or hoffman i actually like henley the best DraftKings kings wise betting wise i bet both siwoo and henley i did not play siwoo on DraftKings this week though pat big high five high five to you d vince you like Haggy, top 20 i don't hate it i didn't play it but I-, I can see the merits of it he's playing really well coming in pat your michael thompson picks feels like your are and lashley neen late nat Nate Lashley-Lean at Pebble Beach, hoping for for similar results. I can't speak today. I hope so, too, John, Uh, if he comes inside the top five. We're doing pretty well with Michael Thompson this week. Kirk and Thompson or Hoffman and Gim? Let's go with Kirk and Thompson. Now, you know what? Hoffman and Gim. Hoffman and Gibb's the play there. I just like him. Hatton has burned me so many times throughout the year. Is this a good week to bet him outright? Wouldn't be a bad week. It's always a good week to bet Tyrell Hatton because he tends to win more than what his odds are. And for whatever reason, for a top 10 player in the world, he's really dropped down the betting board. Uh, it's the same as Morikawa. Like Webb is in some places the betting favorite at this tournament. Maybe you could say that actually puts the lean onto Dustin Johnson as a value because he's the number one player in the world. But Morikawa is the number four player in the world. And he's fourth in this field in terms of betting odds. So that's why I ended up on Morikawa and I always play Morikawa and he's the most profitable golfer I've ever bet on in my life. So just keep the good times rolling. Thoughts on Sink playing well, former two-time winner. Yes, I believe it was Dave Tindall who brought this to everyone's attention. I think Sink has five PGA Tour wins and they all come the week after majors. So setting up well for him and he did just come inside the top 12 at the Masters. So not a bad situation to be in. Thoughts on Bryce Garnett this year. Oh, he's been okay. He missed out on that top 20, but he did win me that head-to-head versus Ricky uh, that I took at the Honda, him uh, against Feinberg. Why do you think Zalantoris isn't getting ownership? Probably the burnout effect. And was oh, he not getting ownership? Like He's not the most super chalky guy, but it's not like people are fading Zalatoris. I still haven't projected right now at 15.7%. And if a lot of casual people who watched the Masters last week decide to play the Heritage this week... Then you're looking at a guy who could be 20% owned when it all comes down to it. So I wouldn't just say that he's going to be unowned. I think that he is fairly owned. I think that he's a good play. That's it. How's your day, Pat? These are not the time for those sorts of questions. You will be banned for life if you ask any of that fucking nonsense again. Any love for Wes Bryan? 600 to one. Seems like a long draw for a former winner. Yeah, if you want to bet him at 600 to one, I won't talk you out of it. I'm surprised you don't like him. Any particular reason? Yeah, I was initially on him, I thought that he'd be a fantastic play, and he may very well end up being a fantastic play. But when I really dug into it, although he has had a lot of success at very similar courses to Heritage, maybe it's it's such a small sample, you guys can always turn it around, he's never really played well at this course. And when you look at what he is doing right now, you can spin it one of two ways. Over the past three months or so, he's been one of the best drivers of the ball on the PGA Tour, and one of the best putters. It's essentially like the Bryson Play. Uh, and when you look at his approach numbers and his chipping numbers, they are horrible. And you really need to have good irons and good chipping at this course if you want to win. So that's really been the problem for me right now. Like, as you can see in this field, he is number one the past 24 rounds off the tee, yet he's only 50th tee to green. That's not great. 98th in approach in this field. This field's good, but it's not, like, excellent by any stretch of the imagination. So first off the tee, first putting, and in between it's been really bad. And this is, you know, you can putt your way out of a lot of problems, but if the irons continue to be bad and then, you know, mixed in with him not being able to get it up and down, or at least not up. Getting it down hasn't really been a problem for him because he keeps making these, like, 15-foot putts. But if it's a week where the putter goes just a little bit cold and it's not immaculate, M could be in for a world of hurt here. Now, you could say that if his irons just get back to real, like what they've been throughout the course of his career, just not recently, this is a perfect course for him. It's a short Bermuda course. That's his, that, that is the jam that we're always looking for with Sung Sungjae. So um, it comes down to your preference. I don't see it this week, so I'm taking a pass. Play the glove all signs point to yes for the glove this week thoughts on the old guys with course history sabs, neds, and furic I didn't play any of them mayo major week let's fucking go pat let's go indeed thanks for all the content and the newsletter is great I'm glad everyone seems to be liking this newsletter I don't have to stick to like a word count there's no like formality and when I say stick to a word count that means I don't have to like juice it up to 2,000 words like here's my one sentence thought I can swear in it it's a lot of fun to do so please subscribe to the newsletter and we got like giveaways going on in there too Connors or Casey, I'd probably go Connors. Pat, any thoughts on Hoagie or Nick Taylor? Not a ton. Hoagie rates out really well for me modeling-wise because the approaches have been so good, but he's never really played well at this course in the past. What do we think about Fleetwood? 40 to 1. Irons have been better. Seems like a fair number. He's Andercursed, Don't forget that. And it's the one bad round with Tommy. It doesn't matter what tournament that you go to, whether it's a major or the Heritage or whatever tournament he plays. It's like two really good rounds, one really bad round, and one average round. So it's going to keep me off of him here. Are you still on Burger? as your one and done? Favorite long shot? No, I had to get off of Burger as my one and done because I had used him before. So Morikawa is my one and done. Favorite long shot of the week? It's probably Gim at 140 to one. I mean, I've rattled off all of the bets. If you want to hear all the bets, go back to the beginning of the show. It is the first thing that I talk about. I I bet a bunch of long shots this week instead of just taking guys to the top of the board. I'm torn on Herman this week is this hot run too good to continue so we can fade him at high ownership, or is he too obvious of a course form fit guy to fade? Realistically, he's probably too obvious to fade, but I faded him because I'm a jabroni, and I suck at this, but the ownership, just hope he has a bad week and flames out on everyone else, but he's running so pure right now that I completely wouldn't fault you for using him at high ownership because he looks like he's fantastic. Do you think the burger rib injury is still a concern? I don't. I mean, he looked fine at match play, and Missed the cut on the number at the Masters. You know, sometimes you have bad weeks. Uh, I wouldn't, unless he's saying it is, and you think that he would skip the heritage if there was ever a place to skip, if the rib was still bothering him with the PGA Championship coming up. So Wallace or Munoz? I like Wallace. I'm betting top 20 bombs. Obviously following on Vijegas and Martin, choosing between Redmond, Garnett, Hubbard, and Seifert. Strangely enough, Redmond might actually be the play. His proximity on these tiny greens over the years have been really good and the irons hopefully the doc redmond i think upside wise is what you're looking for here that he hasn't been playing good but at the same time that we've seen him play well at corollary courses and we know what his overall skill set is, that if he can get back to his past year baseline, he is by far the best player of those four guys. So it would be Redmond for me. Smash the like button. DFS Chef knows you should smash the like button out there. I see people watching. I see 38 likes. What are we doing here, people? Smash the fucking like button. Aight? I know you look more at recent form versus course history, but do you believe in golfers who perform better on die courses when making your picks? I do believe in that. Paul, you've had some success with that method in the past, haven't you? Sorry, I zoned out for a second. What's was... uh, th- he said that I'm more of a recent form versus course history guy? But do you put any stock into Pete die history? I said I do, and I know you do too.
3: I have done it before, and it seems to work out. Yeah. So, play Si Kim, play Patrick Cantley, Abraham Answer. Run your model, and then on Fantasy National, click the Pete Die button. See who does what you need to do well at Pete Die Designs. And you may find some different names that'll pop up. And yep. that'll give you guys that may not necessarily be in great form, but they're good at this style, of course, at doing that skill set. I mean, it's worked for me in a couple spots.
2: As you know, I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food and basically realized I can't eat anything anymore. But now there's Magic Spoon, our good friends at Magic and to quote the tick from the animated series in the 90s, Spoon. You got to get some. I'm dead serious about this. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving only 140 calories per serving as well it's keto friendly gluten free grain free soy free low carb and gmo free and we've got exciting news listen friends listen to this magic spoon will be releasing two amazing flavors this month for a limited time only we're talking about cookies and cream and maple waffle yum and if that isn't the most comforting indulgent combination then i don't know what is it's the ultimate treat yourself combo so make sure you get some well you can for the limited time or build your own box available flavors to build your very own custom bubble bundle are coca fruity frosted peanut butter and cinnamon and if you're listening from canada magic spoon now ships there as well mixing coca with peanut butter tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup by the way but if you want to take it from me i would just order all the fruity possible that stuff is awesome so go to magic slash mayo and to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream maple waffle or a custom bundle of cereal to try today and be sure to use our promo code mayo at checkout to save five dollars off your order this offer is good now anywhere in the u.s or canada but only when you use code mayo at checkout and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a 100 happiness guarantee if you don't like it for whatever reason they'll refund your money no questions asked remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Lucas says, do you think Zalatoris will show up this week, or do you think he'll bomb after a big Masters? He never really tends to bomb all that often, so I would say it's more likely that he shows up and plays well than absolutely flames out. What do you think of Cantley? I'm going to it. Let's go. Let's go, Patrick Cantley. I'm using you on DraftKings. Let's have it. Kevin Na and DJ, Sunday's final group. I I mean, that would be bad for me. I guess I have DJ, so that wouldn't be so bad. But I don't have any Kevin Na this week. Maybe I should have Kevin Na. Nah, nah you're right. Although, I, I, you know, I would embrace a Kevin Na versus DJ final pairing. I think that would just be great TV, and I love watching this course. So let's let's have it. Uh, what else? Pat, the most high-profile golf tipster in the UK, has tipped up Bryson Nimmer at five hundred to one. Have you ever heard of him? I have. I mean, he could win at five hundred to one. He's very unlikely to win at five hundred to one. Let me let me run through some of the numbers here. He'll have no rounds accounted for. So the last time that we saw him was at the Puerto Rico Open um, earlier this year. Came 39th puerto rico opened the past two years missed cut in a 47th played on the corn ferry at the orange county in 2020 um, came 52nd i don't know if he's like ready for winning time right now but we've just seen a history of long shot players do really well at this course over the years so you know you could see an out of nowhere winner that wouldn't really be surprising <sighs> He's local. That really helps. Like he might have a lot of course familiarity, but I think that's it. We did this with who was it, Bennett a few weeks ago at Valero, and he had a nice second round, and had a horrible first round. I just don't know if the skill set is there, if that outweighs, you know, the lack of experience or even the familiarity with the course. Because sometimes when you're a member at a place where you haven't played things under pga tour setups in the past and this was like a ryan palmer point about colonial where he is a member is that when you play it all of the time and you see it a certain way once the people are there and once the camera crews are there it changes your sight lines a lot so now i don't hate it put it that way i didn't realize he was 24 years old interesting anyway uh, i can see why that is an option it's just not for me Patrick, you are very good at what you do. Well, that's... I mean, if we're talking about talking, then maybe. Although today, my words have been all jumbled. If we're talking about betting, spoiler alert, not so much. Appreciate the time and effort you put into the craft. Can I get some info data on Bobby Mac this week? The one thing you have to understand about Mac is that you probably want to go to the official world golf rankings and check out some of his Euro results. So, 12th of the Masters, he gets himself the invite back next year. That's great. Advance out of his stage at a Pete Dye course. At Austin Country Club, now, I think that there is a corollary between Austin and the Masters. Obviously, Bubba has played well there. He's advanced out of his group three out of the five years. Herman's done it two of the three times that he's played. Phil has done it in the past. Now, Bobby Mack has done it. Maybe that there's something to be said about left-handers playing well at that course. I don't know, but the results have really been there. He's missed the cut at the Masters. Technically, that's the only time he's ever missed the cut in a PGA Tour event, and if we just scroll over to Bobby Mack and look at some of his Euro results for the year, he's currently 44th in the world, got the win at the end of the year on the European Tour last year. What was that, week 45? That was at the Cyprus Showdown. Uh, He was third earlier this year in Dubai. So his missed cut at the Players' Is his only miscut since? I guess he WD'd at the Scottish, so I don't think I don't know if that was an injury or what happened. To that his actual like last miscut uh, before the Players Championship was at the Saudi International in 2020, which was in late january so bobby mack continues to make cuts Uh, i like him i think he's an up-and-comer if you watch the preview show to the year you'll know that i have a future on robert mcintyre to win at kiowa island coming up in a month's time and a very very big number it is shorter now although it's still over 100 to 1 uh he's a very good driver of the ball and i think if it gets like windier conditions if you just look at his numbers from the pga tour you're going to be pretty unimpressed with what you see. In fact, like his best driving performance came at Austin last week across the board. He was kind of good at everything, but not great at everything. And that was still good for a 12th place finish at Augusta. We've never really seen him put it all together at uh, on the PGA Tour. His best like ball striking performance actually came at the 2019 Open Championship when he came sixth. He gained like 7.2 strokes off the tee that week and game with his irons. You're looking for Mac to have a really big week with his driver. Uh, if that's the way that he's going to foster and fuel his way to the very top of the leaderboard. And this isn't really a course where you see a lot of that because you're forced to lay up. So uh, I don't love him this week. I'd prefer someone like Matt Wallace, who's just a little bit better tee to green, and you're getting better odds too. I want to bet the top five each way. On one of these guys, Poston or McCarthy. My lean is on Poston, but is he worth the extra 50 points? That's 100 to one versus 150 to one. Or are they really the same player? I I think Poston is better than McCarthy, but McCarthy's one skill is better than Poston's one skill. Uh, And if you can catch like a decent driving week and a good iron week from Denny McCarthy, then he has his regular putting week he has a chance to win so i would take the 150 on mccarthy what's your biggest gambling win ever we all know the answer to that it is danny willett hey pat seems like a great fit for westwood this week worried about how much gas he has left in the tank that is my only concern with westwood at this point because i agree he is a fantastic fit for this course no one is playing him on DraftKings this week but he's got to be burnt out at this point he's been playing a lot of high pressure golf and really since Honda he hasn't been the same Uh, so it's been two bad tournaments for him in a row maybe it's over for him maybe he's trying to regroup a little bit but I agree on paper this course does look a little bit well or a little bit a little bit well listen to me love the show I know you were out on 9ks but curious on Connor stats love him anything to worry about fourth straight tourney sixth and seven week thoughts Uh, I think that Connors is a fine play. If he makes his putts, he's going to be great. And frankly, he has been making his putts. And I know that I rag on Corey Connors all the time, but... He has done something to improve his putting. As you can see over the past 24 rounds, he's 39th in this field. He gained strokes at the Masters, so it's one, two, three, four consecutive tournaments. He has gained strokes putting. He hasn't finished worse than 14th in any of the past four events. The Genesis was the last time. He actually lost a lot of strokes on the green. That was 3.1 before that. You're looking at the BMW Championship last year where he lost almost eight over four rounds. I do worry about that the around the green play is still really bad, and if he's not going to be hitting all the greens in regular which is on the table for him because the ball striking is so good that on paper, this seems like a great course for Corey Connors. Go out and make some putts and you are going to be fine. I watched, a, I watched Graham Dillette almost do a similar thing where he was putting all right, the ball striking was immaculate. I don't think he missed a green in regulation through three rounds. Then he started to miss some in the final round. And it wasn't good. Uh, he wasn't able to get it up and down with any sort of regularity and he ended up losing that week. So I think if we're talking about an outright bet, I probably would pass the 9K. I'm just avoiding the 9Ks for lineup purposes and making my lineups unique. Uh, I would go Casey over Connors, but I think that Connors is a very fine play. Could a case ever be made for a completely balanced lineup? Say, starting with English at 84 and finishing with Kirk at 75 as the last man in. Sure. You joked about Herman, but is he actually that bad for a Stars and Scrubs given that he won Wyndham and that he played well here last year in other comp courses? No, that's why I threw out his name. I think he could be fine this week. Thoughts on Chase Seifert? I like him. I always like Chase Seifert. I'm not using him this week, although he has played well at die courses in the past, but he's a fine player. I always think that he's perpetually undervalued for some of the results that he puts up. What does the newsletter consist of? Sounds like you're going to have to sign up for the newsletter and find out. Projected ownership on Herman. Herman. Personal thoughts on him. I'm passing on him, and I've already been over that. Uh, is this the type of course Sun Kang could sneak into the top 20? I feel like any course is a course where Sun Kang can sneak into the top 20 and make a run, but he's most likely to come miscut, so take that for what it's worth. Looking around for a guy at $6,400 in Maverick McNeely. He played well with smaller greens at Pebble Beach. I... I don't know if this completely rates out, but Mav might only play well at California courses. That might just be a thing that he does. He's also $6,700, not $6,400. But I do think that the, uh, let's see, he's missed three of his past four cuts. I mean, he had a second at Pebble against a super weak field. This field is much stronger. And is, I guess he had a 12th at the OHL. That's not bad either in sort of a comp course. Bad at the last Pete Dye. Eighth at Rocket Mortgage. Eleventh at Honda. He has two top fives the past two years at Pebble Beach, so maybe that's just his jam. I don't know. He's not been playing well. Put it that way. I mean, if you can make a case for any of these guys if you really want to. Like, oh, he played well at these small courses. Good enough for me, I'll play him. And you might be right if you do that. I don't see anything that points to it. Andrew Landry, $6,400, made the cut for the last three years. Short knocker that can putt. Well, he really can't putt. He is not a great putter. Uh, sometimes his irons get hot, though. I don't mind Landry. It's fine prediction. Who's leading after round 1? Who y'all got? Well, this is not a place to crowdsource. If you start answering other people's questions in the chat, you're banned for life. You can get the fuck out of Pat's chat. We're here to ask Pat questions. And you can just rewind to my first round leader bets to who I think will be coming first round leader. You guys can start your own chats later on and go ask about that. Thoughts on Straka as a low-own pivot? Makes sense to me. Can Brian herman actually win this tournament? I don't see why he can. He's won on the PGA Tour before. Andrew Putnam looks like he could be a sneaky play. Putting is up, and Bermuda is his best per Fantasy National. Thoughts, he broke my heart way too much at Valero, so, you know, he's he's on timeout for me right now, which usually means a good week for someone when I put someone on timeout. Neesmith rates out perfectly. Did you wait out SG short game? I actually broke it up into around the green and putting, so... I have it in there. I just have them as two separate stats. Is Strelman sneaky this week? Course history. Checks out well in the model. We know he has those heater rounds. And he plays well at Pete Dye courses, too. Uh, I think he rates out well. He didn't make my final cut. Thompson, Kirk, or Wallace? Uh, of those three, I think I like Wallace the best. Wallace, Thompson, Kirk. Thoughts on Sergio? I really like Sergio this week. I'm using Sergio at 8,600 bucks. Uh, he led all players T to green when this tournament was contested last June. It's just, he's like Morikawa and he's like a slightly worse Morikawa in the way that if he shows up and makes like kind of enough putts, he's going to be very firmly in contention. Is ball striking the same thing as Stroke's game? No, that's, that's not the same thing. No. <laughs> Joel Damon as a DK pivot this week if you want to sure ben martin or the gim reaper i'm going with the gim reaper love gim i'm third and one and done oh jesus you must be the money is going the entire field is available no burger or can't lay do i go chalk and find a course history guy down the board i think if you're in third just keep doing whatever you're doing uh it's probably taking the good players at tournaments like i probably wouldn't burn dust in here until he's back in form but if you wanted to go with more listen if you want to go like contrarian Take Cam Smith. You want to go, like, reasonable, but not, like, the very top-end shock? Go with Henley or Harmon or Sergio's not a bad play, Connors, Hatton, like, one of those guys. You can figure it. Or just go with Webb. And you'll probably come top ten. Can't lay one-and-done or save him? Um, it depends on what one-and-done you're talking about. If it's a big race for the Mayo Cup... Can'tley is not a bad play. I actually used him in one of my teams because he's been used by, I think, like 70% of the field already. So he's just not available for people to use. And he hasn't gotten a win yet. So if he gets the win here, you're going to have the best Patrick Can'tley performance of the year. Risky, though. Is there anyone in the top 20 that you think can't get to minus 20? I think all of them. I mean, Webb set the record last year, but most of the time this course, what what were the, now I got to go back and look at this. Wikipedia.
3: I saw you post a tweet about it earlier this week, and it was like minus 13, minus 12, minus 11. That seems to be what usually wins it here. Yes. When it's not. Like, there wasn't any wind last year, right? Like, it was like all four rounds were basically clean. So you had a perfect combination of two things. You
2: had... No win for the first time in a really long time, so that allowed for the minus 22 scoring. The only other time that someone has got to minus 20 was 2009, was Brian Gay, and he won by 10 strokes that year, so obviously he didn't miss a putt all week. Yeah, generally minus 20, like the year before, so you had the no win coupled with the fact that it was the strongest field this tournament will ever see, and we're never going to see that type of turn- strength of field again at Harbortown. So that could have led to it, too. You just throw so many good players into the bucket. If two of them have a good week, you can get to minus 20. But I think that is more the outlier than the norm going forward. Like, Pan wins at minus 12. Kadyram wins at minus 12. Wes Bryan wins at minus 13. Grace, minus 9. Furik got to minus 18. Him and Kisner both got to 18. Cooch minus 11. McDowell, minus 10. It's possible someone gets to minus 20, but I would say that it's far more unlikely than likely this week why are your picks so good for the heritage i noticed the years that you've had some good picks for the heritage tournament i don't know why luck i would wager home game for bryce and nimmer any interest i already went over that any lowry love this week not really which probably means you should play him because uh, no one has a lot of lowry love this week pat thanks for all the content uh jimmy herman worth a punt I already went over that what is it about this course that makes it your favorite to watch on TV? I just like that everyone in the field is live. I like that there's elements in play. I actually like visually how the course looks. That lighthouse on number 18 really gets me. And when the wind picks up, it's just like it's it's wild. And it's like tree-lined. You have guys playing out of the woods. You see some of the big bombers have to scale it back a little bit and play outside their comfort zone. There's just a lot of stuff going on gim reaper or the inventor of basketball let's go with the gim reaper any love for Armel in the sub 65 not really reason why you like Camilo Vigegas? you can tune in to monday show where we did the whole cameo vejegas round after uh jeff brought him up and i dug into the stats there but he plays well at similar courses and he's just kind of playing well pat don't tell me you like sergio last week was a disaster and i was ready to finally quit him now you got me thinking sergio is one of those guys i mean he fucked me last week too um you just kind of either play them or you don't play them. That's, that's almost the way that you either, either always play them or you never play them. Trying to pick and choose a Sergio week is super tough. All these guys fucking sucking off Bryson Nimmer. That's great. Yeah, you guys can go bet him, and you could be right. I'm just not. Any love for on Scott Piercy? Three straight made cuts, decent course history. I actually looked into him for my first round leaders and just couldn't get there this week. I know he hasn't been any good lately, but thoughts on Sam Burns. I'm off. Reed Fowler was on him, though, and I think that Jeff might end up betting him. Kevin Na Brendan Todd or Harris English in the glove. I'd go with Na and Todd. Todd, in full disclosure, is the only one of those four that I played in my DraftKings lineup this week. Can you talk me off? Zadenhout. I've been on for the past two months, and if not, I'll stay on until it comes off the rails. I'm on him this week. I think this score sets up perfectly for what he does well. He's not a great driver of the ball. That means less than normal. Good irons, good putter, good around the green. Makes a lot of sense to me. Do the opposite of whatever Cust bets on. Two holes and ones at the Masters. Any Hoffman love? I do like Hoffman. I couldn't get there, though, with the ownership. Thompson or Gim? Thompson uses all the salary. Gim leaves me 300 Gim it is. Any HV3 love? Eh. What looks chalky this week? I went over the ownerships at the beginning. What is your dream golf course to play before you die? I'd like to play St. Andrews, to tell you the truth. St. Andrews. Valderrama would be nice go to spain go play that or is, yeah is that valderham in spain what's the other one i get them confused with the one that sounds the same that's in like kentucky i want the one in spain put it that way zj for a cut maker could be low owned after a couple miscuts and feels like a good place for him sure why not any thoughts on lahiri went over that on monday's show uh oh, pat already smash like can you explain what ball striking is it's off the t plus approach did Cam Davis miss his boat similar to Sam Burns? I don't know. I'm just, I'm not on him. The simulator loves Cam Davis still, but it likes him every single week. So what does it know? Is this week that Siwoo just wipes the field and looks like a top 25 player? Did not play him on DraftKings, but I do have my bet on him just in case uh, at 40 to 1, just in case that's what ends up happening. Is Fitzpatrick a good pivot off of answer? Are they close in ownership? At work, can't look. Uh, they're about the same. They're two of the three highest owned guys, it seems. Love Kuchar this week. That's great. No one cares. Is that a question? No, we only care about questions. Smash like If you don't you don't seem to be too high on Fleetwood. Is it performance, Andrew course or God awful Nike shirts that he and Casey wear all three combined Pat, you stressed irons and putting. What about accuracy on this course? I actually think that accuracy means a lot less than you would think. And this is where experience comes into this course too. As I've pointed out in my preview, um, guys club down a lot so it throws accuracy off a lot anyway like someone like dustin is going to hit far more fairways this week than he would in a normal week plus there's a lot of holes where it's more advantageous to be in the right rough than the less than the left fairway that's how pete Dye constructed this course so driving accuracy doesn't necessarily tell you the entire story you need to have an angle to the hole on your approach shots and sometimes like there's overhanging trees to certain parts of the fairways it's just one of those weird courses another reason why i like watching it too you see guys like in the left side of the fairway or the right side of the fairway, and they're like, fuck, I have no shot at the green from here. Or I have to play like a worm burner low underneath the trees, where if you were just in the left rough, you would be absolutely fine. So that's why I don't put too much stock into it. Now, maybe you could say that driving accuracy means that those guys have more control of their drivers. They can get the ball to the spot that they want to. Hence, someone like Morikawa. Great control with his driver. Best irons in the world. Make a few putts, and you're going to win. That's why I'm on Morikawa. See, woo, one and done. It's just one and done if I had to play someone at 6k who would you play I mean if you can get up to 61 and find t dunks that would be my preference down there but let's see who is 6k in this field Donald BVP I feel like BVP has actually played well recently yeah he's made two cuts in a row in three of the past four two of them in alt fields but he did make the cut at Valero how has he played at heritage in his life good track record heritage too see a third and ninth it was all ages ago because bo van pelt hasn't been good for a while but that's probably i mean bryson nimmer will probably be the guy that everyone talks about you go with my guy b v p that would be my play if i was only playing someone at six thousand dollars can we get kisner ownership sure fantasynational.com slash mayo check all the ownerships you can find what's your dream job or network to work for this is not like a pat mayo ama I'm doing my dream job. I host my own show where I can say whatever the fuck I want and tell people to fuck off. I mean, there's very few jobs that allow you to do that. Being my own boss is pretty nice, too. Uh, Do you ever give any thought to the sway you have on ownership? No, I don't think that people really take me all that seriously. Do you like Ian Poulter this week? Nah, not really. Stuart Sink trending. you be playing him. I'm not. Went over Stuart Sink earlier. Love the show. Thoughts on Luke List this week. Seems to be doing well in most of the key stats. Well, he's doing really well in putting recently. I uh, wouldn't expect that to keep up. If that's what we're banking on. Be prepared for a bad week. Shout out to Luke List. He's won me a lot of money at this course. Same as Bill Haas. Another guy just in my good books for all of time because of what they did for me at the Heritage in the past. But I don't know list just seems off right now. Can we get a, where's Wallace? I, I don't I do not do a good uh, D'Angelo from The Wire, so that's going to be tough for me. Maybe I'll work on that one while I go through my two-week quarantine that's coming up for me in about three weeks' time. Try to work on some impressions for you. But where's Wallace? He's going to be number one. I, I'll think a Matt Wallace win this week. Any Kazire love? I mean, I don't know what else I would have to say besides me playing him, overweighting him, and betting him to win. No, I don't like him. That's just me throwing everyone off the sand. I'm going to invest all the money into him. So you'd be like, no, you know what? Nope. Out on Patton Kazire. Is using two 10K guys a good play this week. I mean, it's never a terrible play unless those guys don't play well. That's a strategy that I'm more or less taking this week. Henley or Bezadenhout. You did spell that right. That's very good, William. Or Parker. Will Mann. Parker Willman. Uh I like Henley a little bit more. Did Jeff Orcost ever figure out the Zalatoris joke? They did not. Is that everything? That's everything. I'll give everyone uh, one more minute to post in questions. If you have anything more, I do want to let everyone know once again to subscribe to Mayo Media Network, like the episode on the way out, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. What else do I got? The newsletter, play in that. The Listener's League link. You can find both of those in the description. The Listener's League is almost almost full. So go click on the link and get your three entries right now so you can play in a no-rate contest. Everyone always likes that one. In a snake draft, how would you rank Fitz, Hatton, Berger, Smith, and Willie Z? Good God. Burger Hatton, Fitz, Will Z, Smith. Do you have any intentions of doing LPGA content? Sky went on the new LPGA pod last week and almost took down a GPP. The host bet, Tavanakit and has been printing money. I have no intentions of doing LPGA content. Everyone should follow Skylar Hoke on Twitter if they want LPGA content. Same reason I don't do European tour content. When the numbers are there, and I can actually make a living talking about this stuff, then maybe I'll give it a chance. For now, just gonna stick to the PGA tour. Would you play Connors over Willie Z? Sure. What's the most recent comp tourney besides the match play? I don't think the match play. I mean, just being a Pete Dye course is one thing. It's probably Sony or American Express. Can you explain the fantasy national logo? Oh my god, you have the fucking worst questions. You might get banned for life. Any Warinski thoughts? Not really. It's a moose. Look at it. It's a fucking moose. Who invented it? Moose. Give your head a
3: shake. It looks pal. like a menorah, kind of it, too. It, it's a moose with a golf flag. It makes sense.
2: Did you see that TPC Scottsdale news today with the sports book? Is this big news? I mean, it could be big news for us because DraftKings is the main sponsor. So although I heard it's not going to be there until 2023. So we might get a PME live on the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open during Super Bowl week. Nonetheless, me, Jeff, and Cust down there shooting the shit. I went there for my bachelor party too. So I'm very, very familiar with that course layout. Paul, you'll get to go for the first time too yes sir and it looks like they're building a sports book on the premises so that'd be pretty cool it's a lot like in europe where you can go into a stadium and bet it like a lad broke so all right no more questions that will do it on the pat mayo experience thank you all for watching smash the like on the way out no bans today so congratulations to everyone for not getting yourself banned for life it's pretty huge
3: i gotta say you got mad at golf enthusiasts though who just said Oh, sorry. Guess I'm new. Thanks.
2: Yeah, that's why I didn't ban him. New guy to the chat. Now you know. We're good. Just ask good questions. That's why it says leave good questions. This isn't a Pat Mayo personal experience. We're here to talk about golf. It's like the people who come in and ask football questions in the golf chat get banned. People who ask golf questions in the football chat get banned. Got to keep this focused and cull out. We have to do a cull of all the people who really clog up the chat. We're here to answer questions and ca- questions only. Cam Davis at hundred to one. Eh pass all right thanks paul for switching everything and thanks to all of you out there i will be sending out the newsletter tonight with some final thoughts on ownership betting and the weekend so once again subscribe to the newsletter in the description plus a few more plays at a bunch of different places okay i'm pat mayo thanks for watching i'll see you next time